All right, we are live. Welcome everybody to Divi Chat episode 123. I'm sure everybody's excited to be here. We'll, uh, <laughs> give it just a couple of minutes here. Y'all multi-site fans have Tim to thank, thank for this episode. <laughs> Corey knows a lot too. Yeah, I, I know my fair share, but uh, I, I don't get too excited about it. So <laughs> episode 123, and as we spilled the, the beans on here, it is all about WordPress multi-sites. And uh, I, I guess we'll talk a little bit about, uh, you know, compatibility, if there's anything you have to be worried about with Divi, which, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure off the top of my head if there is, but um, we'll be interested to hear from the panel here and uh, hopefully people listening learn something hopefully we can learn something from our from uh, our live listeners and people in the chat room but first let's introduce this gigantic panel today because <laughs> n- n- nobody wanted to join in on the multi <laughs> so. uh, Leslie I gotta give you credit for just being a trooper and popping on in. so would have been Tim and I nerding out yeah I have questions <laughs> I need Tim's yeah. knowledge though all right all right, well, let's go ahead and uh, introduce our panel here. We will start with ladies first. Leslie. Hi, I'm Leslie Burnell um, of A Girl in Her Mac, and I'm a web designer down here in Texas. And you can find me at agirlinhermac.design and on Facebook at A Girl in Her Mac and Instagram. Welcome. Thanks for being here. All right, Mr. Streifler. Wow, I never get to go second. That's awesome. <laughs> Small panel rocks. I, I should have I put myself <laughs> Uh, Tim Streifler here, and I am broadcasting from Central Texas in the Austin Round Rock area uh, for two more weeks. So uh, this week and next week, and then I am relocating back to Southern California, where I'm from. Um, so fun little fact there for you. Uh, you can find me online at timstreifler.com, divilife.com for all my Divi products, and then wpgears.com for my online courses. Awesome. Tim, I, I think I'm going to use your address to get like uh, discounted Disney tickets. There we go. <laughs> right? yeah, I live there. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're getting expensive. All right. And I am Corey Jenkins uh, with Aspen Grove Studios, Divi.space. You can find me at both of those locations as well as potentplugins.com, Divi.chat, and various other places on the web. And I'm coming at you from Prescott, Arizona. Happy to be here. So uh, once again, uh, we are discussing WordPress multi-site, which, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised we haven't really talked about it and yet with this. Yeah, we episode. never have. This was a request, by the way. I'm sorry. I don't remember who it was, but somebody um, asked for this topic. It, it was me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, has, Tim has like an alter ego and he writes in like show requests that, that nobody wants. <laughs> checking the IP address. <laughs> That's funny. All right. I, Hold on, I hit my it's desk. Yeah, I, I bumped my desk and it was like shaking around. <laughs> All right. So, Tim, I guess uh, to stick with uh, tradition here, let's uh, let's have What's you explain WordPress multi-site and some of the five other names that people call it and that I have no idea what they're talking about when they call it that. Yeah, absolutely. So WordPress multi-site, it used to be called WordPress uh, MU multi-user or WPMU, um, or some people, as Corey mentioned, will call it things like network or stuff like that. Um, essentially what it is, is it allows you to run dozens of sites, hundreds of sites, an infinite amount of sites under the same WordPress installation. And, uh, it probably, in my opinion, it is the most underutilized feature within WordPress. Uh, it's very, very powerful. And a lot of people don't know about it. So I'm really glad we're doing this episode. 
um, and, or people know about it, but they're confused by it, not really sure either what it is or how to utilize it. Um, it's definitely not something that is um, the right situation all the time, but we're going to talk about that. I think it's probably, in my opinion, um, the right solution more than people give it credit for. Um, and like, for example, and we'll get to this, I, I even host client sites on it. Um, but to kind of get back to the basics here, um, essentially what it allows you to do is have one WordPress installation and an infinite number of sites. And so kind of the, the, the core benefit of that is you have one themes folder, one plugins folder. And so you only have to update, for example, Divi once. You don't have to update it 20 times if you have 20 sites on the network. You just update Divi once. You just update the plugins once. And it essentially becomes a network of sites. And so uh, you can have an infinite number of sites on there, but all coming from the same WordPress installation. That was a, that was a very good explanation there, Tim. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess I guess something to, to jump into before uh, the technical details is is maybe kind of talking like when is the correct time to use a WordPress multi-site when the correct time is not. And uh, maybe, you know, if there are any you know pros and cons to to any any situation. So, um, Tim, you, you said that you have various different ways that you use multi-site. Uh, can, can you kind of run through those for us? Yeah, definitely. So I, I even have a WordPress installation, um, kind of just internal for, you know, my client services company where I will host client sites. Now it's not any client. Uh, it's, they kind of have to fit into a, a certain box, at least, um, for the way that I want to manage it. And so I'll host clients on there that, uh, are more of your, um, online brochure type of website where it's not an online business. It's not e-commerce. They're not doing a ton of lead generation. There's not a it's lot of customization and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's more of a basic, you know, mom and pop type shop, um, you know, a small local business, an accountant, a lawyer. I, I actually have both of those on there where their main business or their main marketing isn't their website. You know, they, they're more local and referral based and stuff like that, but they still need a website. And so they don't get a, you know, a whole lot of traffic and they don't need anything crazy. It's just a basic website. So for me, they fall into that category where they'll, I'll, I'll stick them on my WordPress multi-site and it makes it a lot easier to manage because as I mentioned, you don't have to do all the updates and stuff for every single individual site. You can manage everything differently. Um, for the most part, I just have one, um, basic kind of internal child theme that they're all using. I think maybe one or two of the sites in that network, I created a, a, uh, a custom child theme because I needed to put a, a couple of custom functions on their site. Um, but for the most part, it's very basic. And so uh, to me, that's one of the areas where I think it, it it's really great. Multi-site makes it really easy. Um, however, uh, if a client comes and they want an e-commerce site on WooCommerce and um, they're an online business, well, I want them on their own installation. So that way everything is separate. N nothing else is affecting their site. Um, their traffic is independent. Um, and so I, I kind of look at it differently. But essentially what people don't realize is multi-site from like a server standpoint is almost like a giant site. And so as long as you have the resources to handle a really giant site, um, well, then it's going to, you know, work just fine. And so uh, basically you have clients or websites that are separate. And so they have a domain that's mapped separately. But in terms of like server load, it's, it's just like one giant site. Does that answer now, your question, Corey? That does. Thanks, Leslie. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So, so you mentioned, you mentioned the child themes and I, so you have, you have multiple sites sharing one single child theme, but, but within WordPress multi-site, you can have multiple child themes associated with that particular site. Yeah, it, absolutely. So you could have, um, you know, a hundred different, uh, themes or child themes, you know, so, so say you're, you're using Divi exclusively, like all, all we do, um, you could have, and you had a hundred sites on your network, you could have, a hundred different child themes, one for each individual site. So if you had some custom functionality or you wanted your custom styling uh, within the style.css and the child theme, you can do that. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the only time I've considered using it um, for myself was for my child themes back when I had more. Um, I only have two now, so it's not really worth it, but I know like Tammy said that she does use multi-site for, for her demos, for her child theme demos that she sells. And I think several of the um, product developers do that. And that makes sense to me. Um, I guess my, like for me, probably like a lot of people, I was just scared. There's, it's always that unknown the first time you do something. Um, I've worked on one multi-site client and that was a college, totally made sense to do it. Um, they had a lot of multi-sites. I want to say like 30. I don't even know if I, I saw them all. Um, so it made sense and I totally understand it and they were on WP engine. Um, but I guess, yeah, there's just like kind of the unknown factor. And then, you know, sometimes if you're somebody who might have some Divi issues, you're like, well, God, am I going to have more issues now if Divi's on a multi-site? So I think there's just a lot of the, just the fear of that first time, you know, but, but you make some good points though, about how to use it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, um, for the most part, compatibility typically isn't an issue. And we were talking offline right before we started that um, I'd say probably 98, 99% of themes and plugins will work just fine out of the box with multi-site. Um, very few will have any issues or, or incompatibilities. And it's usually if they're doing something really unique. Um, but for the most part, the developer doesn't have to do anything to make it multi-site compatible. It'll just work. Um, and then there's some situations where a developer will add in uh, functionality uh, that gives you network-wide uh, controls. So uh, say, for example, um, WP Smush by WPMU Dev, a really great image compression plugin. Well, they have a lot of multi-site plugins, so they make all their plugins multi-site compatible. And so if you install WP Smush on a um, multi-site, well, then WP Smush will add network-wide settings so you can set network-wide how you want it to compress the images and what settings and defaults you That's want. Nice. And then... <laughs> yeah, and, and then um, on each individual subsite, you can override those settings if you want um, with, you know, site-specific settings, but it makes it really convenient. Um, I'd say, you know, very few plugins will go to the trouble of adding multi-site network-wide settings like that. Um, but for the most part, every plugin, for the again, for the most part, 98, 99% of them will work just fine. You just install it and activate it, and it'll work just like it, it, it would on a, a normal single in, install. Yeah, we 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 do use uh, multi-sites. Um, we initially, when we started building child themes, we didn't realize how many we were gonna start building, so we we didn't we, we didn't uh, initially have them like on on a multi-site for our demos, and it became it it became like really like arduous to like go through and like update all of the sites. Um, and for the most part, like our you know like our obviously our child themes that that we build use different style sheets, but um, we have somewhat shied away from like actually developing the site in multi-site. So, so what we'll do is like develop the site on its single, like, you know, subdomain and have, have it as a packaging site because that's where we package from. We're exporting, you know, uh, demo data from and stuff like that. 
Um, but the actual, the actual like live sites um, that we show for the demo, we have since moved over those to a multi-site. And for us, it's a lot easier just to go through those uh, and just, you know, update, update everything like, you know, almost all at once. Um, now there are going to be, you know, certain child themes maybe that use different plugins and, and some different functions and stuff. Um, but it, but it can save you a lot of time, uh, as far as maintenance goes. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, Tim, have you ever had any, any trouble, like actually like developing sites on multi-site and then exporting out? Um, um so if I needed it to go to a single install or I needed to migrate or remove it in any way, then I, I definitely wouldn't develop it on a multi-site. Um, so I've never had any issues developing, um, because again, if it's a client, it's only going to be, you know, the ones that kind of fit in my predetermined box of, you know, it's basic, doesn't have a lot of extra functionality, doesn't have, uh, they don't get, you know, an insane amount of traffic. And so it's easy for me to go and, and, and build on the install. Um, and, and there's definitely some additional benefits above and beyond what I, what we already talked about with, you know, plugins and themes make it easier for updates and updating WordPress. You can kind of do it all once together. Um, but there's also tools built in or not built in, um, uh, extra plugins, actually WPMU dev has a couple that let you clone subsites within your install. And so, you know, I have like a client template that I will use and I will just duplicate it. And it already has Divi. It already, uh, has the plugins activated that I need. And I I've talked about this before and actually David and I teach this in our course of, of creating a template site. So you can do this outside of, of multi-site. Um, and so, and, and, and I do for the sites that I need to be on their own and install, but you can also do that within multi-site. And so just an added benefit where you're able to, to clone sites within, uh, within the, the multi-site install and already have those plugins there activated and, and all of that. Hmm. Better unmute myself here. Um, Pablo, Pablo had a couple of questions. The first one, I don't necessarily understand. Can you use extra to showcase Divi blogs in the MS installation? Speak English, Pablo. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't quite understand that one, Pablo. So if you could elaborate, um, and, and then he did have a question. Do you have to network enable a plugin if you only want to use it in one of, one of the sites? And, and the answer to that is no. Um, yeah, it's the opposite. You can, you can active. Yeah, it's it's like the opposite. So you can have specific plugins and specific sites, and then or you can choose to network activate. So uh, yeah, basically, you know, initially you can just install it on a single site, and then if if you install it on a single site, it'll show. Which I guess this is where we can kind of segue a little bit into like the admin privileges of of multi site. So yeah. as a, as a super admin, if even if you install on a single site it's going to show under plugins like in your net and your super admin dashboard correct him and, and then you can yes. choose to network activate from there yeah so if you just so you have to um only network admins can install plugins or themes and so um if you upload a new plugin and you don't network activate it well then each subsite can go in to plugins and then activate it from there they can't upload and they can't uh, search the repository, but they can activate plugins that you've already um, installed on the site. And so you can either install, you know, a premium plugin from an, the network admin or search in the repository and install it that way. Um, and then if you network activate, then it will activate for every site on the subsite, which um, chances are you more often than not don't want to do that um, unless all of your sites are exactly the same. Um, and so I that makes me get that on the college. I activated something on all their sites that they 
wasn't supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think it would make sense for things like, you know, like Tim's talking about for WP Smush. I think if you are running a multi-site network, you do want to have, you know, probably a consistent like security um, plugin. Um, Now, now for backups, um, backups will normally take a backup of the entire um, multi-site, correct, Tim? Or or can you choose like backup this particular installation? I, I think it's a whole multi-site. Yeah, usually unless the backup plugin has a multi-site add-on, like Updraft Plus has a multi-site add-on that will let you backup just certain installations and then restore certain installations. Because essentially what it's doing is it's just going to backup those database tables for that specific site and then restore just those database tables. And so, um, but yeah, for the most part, a backup plugin will do um, the entire network. And so, yeah, that's definitely something that, to think about uh, is, is backups. If you're going to have a multi-site install, for my multi-site install that I use um, for client sites, for the most part, it, it's on WP Engine, which will uh, automatically back up um, the entire install, um, the entire network, I should say, every single night. And so I can't restore just one site. It has to be everything if I needed to restore something. Um, but since I'm the only one managing it, that's okay, because I'm not going to be making a mistake and then go and do something on another site that uh, you know, I don't want to override. So for me, that makes sense because I'm the only one managing it. But if you have a, a big network and you're letting your clients go on there and add their own content and stuff like that, then, you know, you might want to have some sort of a solution that will let you in, uh, restore just one subsite. Yeah. Cause if you have people on there like blogging and adding, you know, like, like you said, diff- different content or, or things like that, then you're going to have like some unhappy uh, customers. If you're over, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I, I guess, I guess this is, this is one factor in multi-site, um, is, is that it can end up costing you a a little bit more money on the software side of things. Um, I know, I know like all in one WP migration in order for for that to work, uh, you have to, you have to have a special multi-site extension, which is like, I think it's like 70, 80 bucks updraft plus and the premium version. It, it, uh, does, does that include in the premium version or do you have to get another multi-site? I think you have to get an add-on. Yeah, it's they're really big on add-ons. Yeah, so I don't know how they do their pricing if the add-ons are sold separately or if it's like affiliate WP where you get the higher membership that has all the add-ons or 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 how. Oh, yeah, I think it's kind of both. Yeah, I think you do have an option of just paying a higher price. Um, But yeah, I have. Yeah, and and I would suggest in that in that area, don't don't skimp. Just you know, plan on it. If, if you're using it internally for your business, that's a very important part, part of your business. If you're using it for, you know, to host brochure client sites, like, like Tim mentioned, it's probably somewhere, you know, it might cost you a few hundred extra dollars a year um, for the good software for it, but don't, don't try to skimp on it. Cause last thing you want to do is like mess up your, your multi-site installation and, you know, and then, then you can have kind of a, kind of a mess, mess on your hands. Yeah, and I'll I'll have a uh, customers uh, from Divi Life that will ask me about my Divi plugins if they're if they can use them on a multi site and if so, what license? Because as we mentioned, on a multi site, you just have one plugins folder um, in the the directory, and so technically you're only installing it once. Is that a single site license? Oh. With my particular licensing that that Corey and David use on, with their business. Uh, it doesn't go by like the number of copies or uploads or anything. It licenses it by um, every activation on every site. So a subsite counts as its own site. So um, my response is, yeah, you can use our, our plugins on uh, multi-site, but you need to 
have the license for however many subsites you plan on. Yeah, or on. yeah, usually unlimited is uh, right. Is what we tell people, and you know, for us from a developer standpoint, you know, we have you know one site, three site, unlimited, and you know, if you if you have this huge like multi-site network and you're hosting people on there and you're charging them. You know, you you can see from from our perspective, you know, you, you need to have the unlimited license on there. Yeah, for sure. Because that's you know that, that's a way to kind of, if not, that's a way to kind of skirt around, um, you know, the, the licensing, which I'm sure certain plugins don't really account for that, and it's just yeah. automatically activates, you know, on, on the multi site. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, wow. So a whole another like way of using multi site. So I mean, we kind of talked about it using it like for clients, almost on like a client to client basis, but. Um, there's things you can do um, to essentially create a automated do-it-yourself uh, website platform, also known as a a, a WAS or WAS uh, website as a service. Um, and I, I guess to the best example of what this is in the wild is WordPress.com. Most people don't realize this, but WordPress.com is a giant multi-site network. It's the biggest multi-site network in the world. But uh, Matt Molenweg, the the creator of WordPress. Uh, he invented WordPress.org, the open source software, but then he went and he created WordPress.com basically to, to monetize and, um, you know, grow a business from the software. And so um, I don't know at what point, but they must have been early on. They added the multi-site capabilities and chances are they did that so that he could create WordPress.com and create this huge network of sites. And so if you go to WordPress.com, you can sign up for a site. You can They have a free plan, I believe, and you can essentially see what it looks like um, from a, a consumer standpoint to, to create a multi-site network, um, an automated do it, do it yourself platform. Now they have a lot of additional add-ons and, and things like the Calypso dashboard. Um, so it looks a little bit different than typical WordPress. Um, but that that's essentially at the core wordpress.com is a multi-site network, which is pretty cool. And so there are plugins out there uh, WPMU dev has a bunch of plugins, also WP Ultimo that let you set up a multi-site network. That is a self-serve platform where you, you have a customer that can go on, they can sign up for a site, they can pay you and they can customize a template. You can have templates pre-built in there and essentially you can make it completely automated. Uh, and that's actually how I got into multi-site in the first place was, um, it was back in 2012, uh, I created a wedding website platform, an automated platform, and launched that. And so I learned how to do all multi-site and set that up. And um, long story short, it ended up working out. Uh, it no longer exists. Uh, it was too mm-hmm. hard to compete with the big wedding companies. But um, yeah, so that's like the power of WordPress multi-site. And so um, I've been seeing that uh, with WP Ultimo, uh, which is a plugin that lets you monetize. And so multi-site at the core lets you create a network. WP Ultima will let you um, have people come and pay and, and it essentially uh, creates the, the business for you. So um, there's a lot. Yeah, of I, I think, um, I think restrict content pro has a feature like that uh, to where you can have people pay. And then, you know, from there it'll, it'll spin up a, a, a you know, like a multi-site forum basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've looked at that and it's um, it's pretty cool. It's, it's definitely more basic. It's um, where WP Ultimo um, and then some of the plugins from uh, WP PMU Dev are have a lot more uh, features and functionalities to where you can create different plans and uh, you know the basic plan you only get access to these plugins and then the higher plan you get access to these plugins and these templates or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, there's different ways to doing it. 
Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, obviously, there's a lot more to uh, growing a successful business than just installing multi-site in one of those plugins, but um, <laughs> it's definitely an underutilized feature, in my opinion. It is, yeah. So I, I just Googled real quick, like, uh, you know, examples of businesses using multi-site, um, and it's actually a WP Engine article that popped up, Tim. Nice, uh, there we go. And the first one is, of course, because they're based in Austin, the University of Texas at Austin, which kind of goes with Leslie's experience. Um, You know, teachers can create, put their own curriculum on a site within a network, making it easy for students to access collateral. Um, So they'll have that individual control over sites with, you know, the, uh, you know, main, you know, tech, tech or web person at the university actually controlling it. And so the teachers can't go in and like, you know, mess up any settings or or anything like that. Uh, this one kind of surprised me. Best Buy. Um, Best Buy has an individual website for each one of its 1,000 plus stores. Oh, wow. Uh, individually host its own customer ratings, current inventory, upcoming sales, and more. Uh, WordPress.com, which uh, Tim was just talking about. Uh, the New York Times. And here they, they give um, their columnists, um, you know, the ability to to manage individual columns. Um and then cheap flights. So yeah, those are some, some pretty big brands that, uh, I didn't, I didn't really expect, but I I guess that's another good use of if you have like multiple locations, uh, for your business, you can have your website look pretty much, you know, you you can clone it and have it look pretty much the same throughout the multi-site, but they can have different hours, a different blog, uh, you know, different things like that. So that's a, that's a really good use case for it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, there's definitely a lot of different things you can do. Um, We had a a student in our Divi Business Expert course that was asking uh, a question in our Facebook group. Um, He had a client that wanted to have uh, different, I think it was artists, have their own like page or something of of the site that they could go in and they could change the content and stuff like that. Um, And then eventually like have their sell their own like products or their, or their own paintings or whatever. And so he was asking, would multi-site be a good solution for that? And absolutely like that, that separates it more because you can definitely separate it. So people can log in and only have access to edit a single page, but multi-site makes it so much easier and where you can, uh, you know, separate, you know, they might grow into, you know, more. Right, exactly. And add more features and stuff like that. So yeah, multi-site is so powerful and there's so many different things that you can do with it that people don't even realize. Um, yeah, it's pretty incredible. All right. So let's talk about some areas where you, you probably want to definitely shy away from, from multi-site. I, I don't know. Never. Jim. There's no, no examples of that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> multi-site. Like, I don't even know why they have regular WordPress. They should already come figured. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, if, if you just have a single site, that's an area where you wouldn't want to use it. Right. Um, which is an obvious, one. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, you know, when you're starting your, your, your business, uh, you know, maybe try to think ahead a year or so um, of, you know, and if, if there is a potential that you might scale your site into multiple locations or, or use it in a certain way, maybe think ahead and it might be easier to start as multi-site as opposed to, uh, you know, to then creating the multi-site, migrating, you know, your, your other sites into it. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I do think, uh, I know Tim, you, you touched on kind of like the larger, uh, you know, the larger sites, maybe the non-brochure sites. Um, de- definitely like, I think, you know, e-commerce, which is a lot more like resource intensive. Uh, what are, what are the dangers of, of that? 
that you can think yeah, of. Yeah. I mean, if you look at multi-site as essentially being like a giant website, um, just like shared hosting. So if you look at shared hosting and why shared hosting typically isn't recommended, especially for an online business that gets a lot of traffic is you have other sites that are on the same server that can affect performance and they'll be using up resources if they get a spike in traffic and, you know, it's different things like that. And so the same principles apply with multi-site um, even more so because it's still within the same WordPress installation. And so if you have a online business that gets a lot of traffic, well, you want that to not be interrupted by any other factors. And so you want them um, on it, its own install and then probably on a, at least a VPS or a dedicated server, if you're going to be driving a lot of traffic, so because you don't want anything to interrupt the, the customer, uh, you know, purchase experience, um, you know, outside sites that are not part of your business affecting uh, performance on your server. And so I think those, those same principles apply. But in general, if you have um, enough server resources to handle it, uh, then it's just like a big site, you know, so whether or not like if you think of like a giant website, um, maybe it's like a government site or something like that. Well, there's going to be certain pages or parts of the site. They're going to get a lot more traffic than the other pages and other parts of the site. And so the same principle kind of applies with multi-site too, is you'll have some sites on the network that are going to get a lot more traffic. And then some other sites are going to get barely any traffic. But as long as overall you have enough server resources to handle all that, then, um, then it's fine. Um, and so again, that's my opinion. Um, if to, to kind of separate out e-commerce or high traffic sites, just so you kind of get to monitor them completely separately, but you could get away with having them on a multi-site network. It just, you add in a, a little more complications that it's probably not the wisest thing to do. Yeah. I, in my mind, I, I guess some of the dangers would be, you know, building some larger, more complex sites and you're going to be using a broader range of software. There is a possibility that, um, a, you could have a plugin that maybe, you know, breaks functionality in that case, would that bring down the entire multi-site if it crashes a, a single instance on there? Um, it could, I mean, it, it also could potentially just white screen one subsite. Like I've had that where one subsite, um, you know, it gets the, the white screen of death as we call it. Um, and then all the other sites on the network are fine, but yeah, potentially it, it can, it can bring down the entire network for sure. That's possible. So that's a good, a good, a good point. Um, kind of talking about, you know, the box that a site has to fit in to, to make it on my multi-site network. They have to be, you know, simple functionality, uh, you know, an online brochure style, non-e-commerce, non-online business. And that to Corey's point, that's kind of the reason why, because if, uh, you have a bunch of different sites that are all using a bunch of different plugins and everything. Well, then you have to kind of manage and monitor the plugins for the entire network. Um, and so you'll have, uh, it's just a lot more to manage that might not be necessary. And so um, you'll, and really in terms of resources, if the plugin isn't installed on that specific subsite, it's not going to affect it. Um, it has to be activated, I should say. Um, but still it kind of complicates things if you have, you know, 20 sites on a network and each site has 20 different plugins, um, well then your entire network is going to have, uh, 20 times 20. So that's a lot of sites or that's a lot of plugins. Um, yeah. Which, which then opens, up, opens up security concerns because once again, like, like shared hosting, there is a, a there is a danger of like cross-contamination because even though they're separate database tables, they're still technically the same. MySQL database, correct? But they're just separated in, in different tables? Yes, that is correct. It is still the same 
database, but they just each subset has their own, yeah, tables. Correct. Okay. I feel like um, I'm just here to take up space because I don't know. <laughs> 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 it's okay. <laughs> you're, you're you're the comedic relief, Leslie. No, come on. Left yeah, no we need comedic relief because multi site's pretty technical and very boring plan guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and also Leslie, I mean if, if you have any uh, you know, obviously questions of us, you can ask. <laughs> Stop running our mouths for y'all. Y'all, no, y'all are being really thorough. Actually, I did have yeah. some, but y'all have already hit on them. So, <laughs> so let's address um, Nancy's question here, which uh, I answered her in the in the live chat. But maybe for for our uh, people who are listening after this, um, Nancy asked, "Would an Etsy style site be a multi site?" Um, my answer to her is, is probably no. That's probably more like a, a single uh, installation that has like a vendor type plugin on it. Um, my, my thinking on that would be because the, they have to have those like, you know, shared sales, basically, um, you know, if, if, if it was a multi-site, then each multi-site platform would have its own instance of like WooCommerce, let's say, and then you wouldn't have that primary, um, reporting dashboard for, for the store operator. So, and so there, there are like vendor type, um, plugins out there that, that do allow you to have like your own products and then basically with each like sale, the operator of the website gets a, gets a commission of the sale. Um, you could, you could actually do, do it on multi-site though. Um, because there, there's a, a company that has a, a Woo, I think it's WooCommerce. It's a WooCommerce add on that gives you a global checkout for the entire network. And so rather than having a separate checkout for each site, like Corey was saying, where then they wouldn't be able to have, you know, a commission split, you could essentially have a global checkout so that the site operator does able to take their cut, um, off of that. And it, it's kind of for that specific purpose. So that, that does exist. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's possible, but yeah, you kind of have to consider the other things that we talked about too, um, if they're all going to be exactly the same and just have basic, you know, shopping experience like Etsy and not ha need any custom, then, you know, it might be a, a good solution if, if, if that global checkout you know, is, works for you. All right. And uh, Pablo here clarified his, his question. Um, uh, Multi-site installation, all the subsites run Divi blogs. Can the main site run, run the extra three theme and show click? I can't talk today. Showcase the sub blogs somehow. Um, I, I I don't know if if that's like possible out of the box on multi-site. I think aren't there some plugins that that you can install that can kind of run like different themes on the same installation instance? Or, um, I mean, you could have. So say you had, uh, we'll we'll call it Pablo'sNetwork.com, and if, if I'm understanding his question correctly, you could have that run extra. But then all the subsites run Divi, and then the extra theme can showcase those subsites that are using Divi. Is that and those would be on those would be on subdomains, though, correct, or subdirectories? That they wouldn't be the. Yeah. So um, with multi-site, you have the option when you you have to set it up from the beginning, and you can't change it. So you have to make that decision where uh, each subsite is either going to be in a subdirectory or a subdomain. My preference is subdomain from an SEO standpoint; it makes more sense. Um, and uh, yeah, so then it would be in this example, Pablo's network.com. Well, then the subsite would be, you know, Divi site, Divi blog one dot Pablo's network.com. And that, that site will, can be running Divi. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Subdirectories, you can also run into 
running some some different issues if you're using like nginx um, i'm sure wp engine probably has all the rewrites set properly but uh i, I know with like with um subdirectories you can have some issues and i'd imagine that would be a little bit more complicated with uh with multi-site yeah i think subdomains definitely the way to go uh we got a question here from um magi web design um saying, Tim, did you use Divi with multi-site? If so, how was the experience? My understanding is Beaver Builder is the most stable. Elementor also works pretty well. Uh, yeah, I, I use Divi on, I actually have two multi-site networks um, that both use Divi, have not had any issue with performance. Um, one is on, um, uh, actually, no, both are on WP Engine, um, but I did test out Flywheel as well, and that worked great uh, for multi-site. Um, so yeah, no issues. Beaver Builder though actually does something pretty cool where they have those network-wide settings that we talked about where they will, um, when you activate it network-wide, I think you have to get their highest plan. You can um, uh, essentially white label Beaver Builder so that it's not seen on any of the subsites. And then there's some additional features and functionality. So they've kind of gone above and beyond to add in those extra controls for network-wide multi-site. Um, and then you know, they verify that everything's compatible. Divi hasn't gone that extra mile, but I've never had any issues with using it on a multi-site network and I've never tested Elementor on it. So I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. We use, we use, um, multi-site for our, uh, Divi demo zone, which has a, a number of, uh, of sites on it, all using Divi obviously and extra. Yeah. And we, we've never had any issue associated with, with the theme itself. We've run into a couple little things here and there, but it wasn't, wasn't due to, to the Divi theme itself. On the college um, site I worked on, um, it was actually a mix of Divi and Extra. Um, I didn't work on any of the Extra stuff, but I saw it on there. They asked me if I would, and I was like, no. Um, so, but I remember they had a mix, so it must be fine. So, so, so we'll pass on you for the next big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, been a while, it's been a while since we've used it as well. We we do have. I've never used it. <laughs> It's it's cool. It has this def, definite cool I, I like the look of it. If I ever needed it, I guess I would try, but I just, I've never needed it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, do you want to jump into the even nerdier type stuff, Tim, on, on how to set up a, a multi-site? Um, I, I, I know I know certain hosts aren't um, multi-site compatible, um, or you have Ooh. to like upgrade your, your hosting package. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe you can kind of start talking us through the actual like setup process um, and, and maybe some resources you might need for it and yeah, definitely. So I would say, as Corey mentioned, verify that your host allows it is compatible. Um, and in my opinion, if you're getting WordPress specific hosting, they should have multi-site on there as a feature. Most of them do that that provide compatibility because I've um, I haven't personally experienced it, but I've heard about it where um, the host will tell them in support, yeah, multi-site works, and then they'll go through all the trouble of installing, it, and then it doesn't actually work. It's not actually compatible, uh, and so you do want to make sure that um, it's not only, um, they don't just say it, that it's actually something that they promote, uh, like WP Engine and Flywheel. If you go to their features page, their different plans, whatever plan um, lets it happen, it'll say that multi-site is, is allowed. And so um, I, I'd say that's probably the first step. Um, I personally would recommend a WordPress specific hosting, or at least one that like, uh, focuses um, heavily on WordPress because they're going to know the additional things that are needed, not just for WordPress, but for multi-site. So uh, the managed hosting like WP Engine and Flywheel, 
Uh, and then you have you know, SiteGround, which is probably the most popular shared WordPress hosting out there. Um, they allow multi-site as well, I believe. Um, so that's definitely step one. In terms of installation, um, it's not that complicated, but it is tedious. There are steps you have to follow. So um, I would highly recommend finding a good guide and we'll post one in the, the show notes um, for this episode. I, I meant to get that ahead of time. I know WPMU Dev um, has one. I'm assuming they've kept that up to date, but they have a step-by-step -step guide because um, there WP is... Certain... Looks like it has one. Okay, uh, good. Of course, of course, WordPress has one, but their guides always tend to be like a little bit more developer-trick and yeah, like, yeah. you know, a little vague and they, they don't like walk you through some of the some of the steps that, you know, a, a developer would like kind of already like fill in the, the gaps on. Yeah, because I mean, there's um, multi-site itself is built into WordPress. And so turning it on is pretty simple. It's just um, adding a line to your uh, WP config file. But then there's some additional setup steps you have to do. And it's best to follow a guy that's going to walk you through and kind of explain what it is. Um, it's, I mean, I've set up, you know, somewhere between three to five networks. Um, and so compared to like setting up a normal install that I've done, you know, hundreds and hundreds of times. Um, I don't have that process, you know, I don't have that process memorized, so I can't exactly walk through it. So I would recommend going to a guide. Um, that way you don't miss anything. Um, yeah, because it, it's a little technical, but it's not, it's not too bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you, you do have that technical uh, knowledge or comfort with uh, using like an FTP client. Cause like Tim said, you are going to have to go into your WP, WP config file and enable multi-site. So the, the the first step the first step is that you you know basically just just install like a like a WordPress site um, on on your on your server. Uh, then you go in enable multi, uh, WordPress multi-site by going into your WP config and you add a line uh, define WP allow multi-site true. Um, save the file back to the server and then after that. Um, after that, I can't remember if your site like logs you out and you have to log back in. But after that, under uh, under tools, you'll see the network set up, and then there's a list uh, of of steps that you can take after that. That you know the guides that you'll find with WPMU, WP Beginner will will walk you through all all those different steps, and that's where you choose like subdomain or su or subdirectory, and yeah. and some of the ways that you're gonna gonna set things up. So is yeah. that different? Well, okay, then I have a question because I know I, I've heard some developers say like um, using your hostings, like something like Softaculous or something where it installs WordPress is not the preferred method, but I'm sure a lot of people that's what they're going to do because it's easy for them. And I've noticed they do have a multi-site um, checkbox, or I don't know if they all do. Um, so is that different than what y'all are talking about to set it up? Because it asks you if you want to make it a multi-site installation. Yeah, so I'm not sure exactly. So it might do one of two things. One, it might just from a server standpoint, uh, you know, make thing make sure everything's compatible, or it might actually do like within the WP config activate, you know, multi-site. So I don't know exactly um, what that does, but either way, there's still going to be some additional oh, setup okay. steps, like choices you have to make essentially. Um, and and, oh, and, and public me. service announcement: don't use Softaculous. Or <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Cause Softaculous, it uses the same, uh, like database naming convention and, yeah. and stuff like that. And so it's better to make things unique for each site rather than using a, the Softaculous generator. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and there can be all kinds of, depending on the host, all kinds of other junk. They stick in their uh, plugins. And, yeah. Thrown, <laughs> thrown in 
installation. So it's best to, best to, uh, you know, to learn, learn how to, how to do it, uh, manually, which, you know, is, is pretty easy. Or, or if you, if you do have a, you know, if you do have an awesome, um, Plesk server and everything's configured properly, it's pretty, pretty easy to spin those up and it's using a different, uh, script for it. So it's, yeah. but yeah, if you're on shared hosting and they have a softaculous script or something like that, we, we have seen a lot of issues. Uh, with those to where people had like completely uninstall their site and, and reinstall. Yeah. And, and so, um, okay. So say you, you go through one of the guides and you have it set up. Um, multi-site will create a new network admin um, or a super admin. And so you become a super admin and a super admin, there is uh, network settings. And so that's the highest level where you're going to control settings and it has its own dashboard. And that's where you, um, we'll, we'll do the additional setup steps. Um, that's where you will upload plugins and themes uh, and different things like that. If you have plugins that add network level settings, um, then that will happen in the network dashboard. And then from there, each subsite has its own dashboard just like normal. And your main domain subsite is, or your main domain is considered a subsite. So in the, back to the example, Pablo's network, uh, pablosnetwork.com slash WP admin will be the uh the dashboard for that subsite it's the main subsite but it's still a subsite and then every other subsite on there has its own dashboard too and so um in order for someone to have access to the entire network they have to be made a super admin otherwise each uh each subsite has its own set of users. And so um, if you give someone admin access on one subsite, well, then they're not gonna have access to anything else um, on the network. Um, and so that's kind of how it works. Uh, oh, another thing I wanted to cover is domain mapping. So domain mapping is essentially mapping a domain, domain.com to your network. So by default, say you choose subdomains as the multi-site setup, uh, each new subsite will create a subdomain. So you have subsite1.pablosnetwork.com uh, and then subsite2.pablosnetwork.com. But if you wanted, um, you know, uh, Pablo's uh, motorcycle shop.com to be the main domain, well, then you need to add a domain mapping plugin to the WordPress multi-site setup. And so uh, WordPress has their own uh, basic domain mapping plugin, which you can use to map the domain to the correct subsite on your network. Um, and then there's also some additional tools. We mentioned WP Ultimo, they have domain mapping built in um, and uh, WPMU Dev has their own domain mapping too, uh, which is pretty cool. It actually lets you sell domains through the plugin. Um, and so that will essentially make it look like a normal website. Um, some people think, oh, I don't want to use multi-site because I don't want it to have a subdomain. Well, you can use a domain mapping plugin to make it look just like a normal uh, it'll look like a normal WordPress install to everyone else. Um, so that's kind of how that works. Thanks, Tim. Um, yeah. Here's here's a question John Cooper asked. How hard is it to pull subsites out of a multi-site network if, if you need to change? So maybe if if for some reason we were yanking a multi-site network out to be, a, you know, like on a standalone um, hosting, how difficult is it to do that? Can you Can you ever like fully delete like the that original site off of the multi-site, like delete all, all the database tables and everything like that? Yeah, definitely. So there are plugins that will let you migrate um, a subsite. I think, um, 
I, I think, I think all, I think all in one does it uh, with their extension. Um, yeah, you can choose like a particular site or the entire multi-site. Yeah. And so that's definitely a possibility. I've never used it, so I can't speak um, to how easy or, or well it works, but um, I've had to do that a couple of times where I had to uh, migrate a subsite to its own install and I did it step-by-step. Step. And actually this is something that I recommend. I think Josh Hall has a tutorial on it, how to migrate a WordPress site manually. And I think it's something that everyone should learn how to do um, just so you know how it works and what all the pieces are, kind of the anatomy of a WordPress install with your database and your theme files and your different settings and stuff. And so um, I, when I've had to, to migrate it out of a multi-site to an install, I just did it piece by piece. You know, I exported all of the content um, through the WordPress export tool. So it, it exported all the users, all the pages, all the blog posts, um, uh, any other content that was a part of that. And then um, I moved the child theme over. Um, and then I think that was it because it was a very basic site. If you have extra plugins, you have to move those over as well. Um, Were you a lot of, like just export that particular database table or, um, you could probably do it that way. This, the sites that I've done were very basic. So, um, it was easier just to do it the way I did it. Um, but yeah, you could, you could export just those database tables so that if there are, um, plugins that add their own, um, rows or, 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 uh, tables in the database, then you can get those all together. And I think that's kind of where those extra plugins will, 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 uh, be helpful, but, um, yeah, on just a basic side, it's super simple. You're, you're crazy, Tim. Come on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it probably I, took me only about 30 minutes to do it. So it wasn't hard. Okay. Yeah. I I've done it before. And I, I think we did just use all in one, um, which isn't, isn't our current migration tool, but it does work great for, for multi-site stuff. And I don't remember having any issues, but, uh, it, oh, yeah. pretty Magi web design mentioned WP migrate DB pro. Um, yes. I, I remember them having that, that same solution as well to, uh, migrate that's a powerful plugin cause they're very like database driven. And so they have a lot of different, uh, tools for migrating and, and syncing sites and stuff like that. Awesome. All right. Uh, well, I, I guess we're kind of moving towards the the end of the show here. Thank um, God. <laughs> less, less falling sometimes. Yeah, unless you're a nerd like me, possibly Corey, then this it's not the most exciting episode. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I've can dealt, turn out. Of, <laughs> yeah, I've dealt with multi-site. I don't find that exciting. Um, you know, I don't find it too exciting, and I'm not always like you know recommending it as much as like Tim is. But it, we, we have found great value out of it, and it's very you know, useful in applications that we've touched on. Yeah, It's interesting, though, because <clears throat> I don't know. I just speaking on my own experience, I didn't even hear about multi-site until I was like at least three years in. Like, I didn't know what it was. I never heard of it. I never read an article about it. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's just kind of like to what Tim said. There's probably a lot of people who don't know how useful and how helpful it could be in their situation. Um, I don't know why that is that it's not talked about so much and there's not a lot it's of kind of, right it's kind of like the forgotten neglected stepchild of WordPress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not alone. Um, we have one of our plugins just due to the kind of like, you know, database complexities and stuff, uh, Divi ghost or it's not multi-site compatible. And we put that on the sales page. This is not multi-site compatible. And like uh, a good percentage of people don't understand what that means. 
and they think they think like they can't install it on more than one website when it when it says that. Um, right. So so I, I think you know there, there are a fair amount of people out there who don't know what WordPress multi-site is, and I'm sure every single one of them is going to be listening to this episode and just be enlightened and uh, <laughs> change their lives. Yeah. So, if if you're at all scared of what we just talked about, don't worry about it. Keep. Uh, going through life as you were with uh, single <laughs> WordPress installs. But if this intrigues you or excites you and you're a nerd like me, uh, well, then definitely do more research. There are a lot of good articles out there, a lot of good guides. Um, and then check out some of the resources like WP Ultimo. Uh, WPMU Dev has multi-site plugins. And so it'll kind of show you, give you a glimpse of the power behind it, what you can essentially do with multi-site, having that um, set up. Yeah. And, and there's no reason you have to like jump right into it with client sites and things like that. I mean, you, you can set up one just like as a hobby site yeah. to kind of play around with and mess with and try different things out until you get comfortable with it. So yes, that's a great point. I highly recommend doing that. What Corey just said. Yeah. Don't immediately, if you're brand new to multi-site, uh, start putting client sites. <laughs> on. You want to get a firm grasp of how it works and what's possible and um, kind of the, what the upsides are. What so many people need are. to hear your advice. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So thank you, Corey, yeah, for bringing that. Yeah, up. The, the dashboard's <laughs> different. There's it has its own like nuances that you wanna you wanna learn before, uh, you know, but before you're you're charging people for it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. You all don't right. on one site and bring down twenty client sites all at once. <laughs> yeah, do it, uh, do it. I'm sure it happens all the time. All right. Any any final words of wisdom? Any uh, any software you want to point out, or any tips or tricks or Anything like that? Um, I don't think so. I think I we kind of covered everything pretty well. Um, obviously, there's you know more specific details when you're getting set up um, that are a little more complicated than we can do um, without actually sh sharing screens and, and showing it, uh, which isn't this podcast. But um, I think, uh, yeah, explore it. Um, you know, do some research, set it up on, you know, locally or just on a, you know, uh, on a server as a, a kind of a dev site to just to kind of see how it works. And, um, you know, so you can understand what it looks like and um, kind of how it works from a technical standpoint with the shared uh, server directory with the, the shared database. Um, and then, yeah, that's, that's my advice. Yeah, I think um, I do wish I would have, um, used it for my child theme demos um, back when I had a few more. I think at one time I had six or eight or something. Um, so I would say if you're someone who's, you know, getting into the Divi product space, I don't know how, how many people still are. I know it was like blowing up in the past couple of years. I don't know what it's like right now, but um, that might be something to consider for your child theme demos if you plan to the long game and plan to put out some. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's absolutely. definitely going to help you with, with maintenance on them. I, I know that from experience. So um, my final word is, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell not to completely plug them, but yeah, I know we mentioned uh, WPMU um, dev on the show. And not only do they have like a wealth of like free resources, articles, things like that, they're extremely knowledgeable about multi-site over there, but they also have like some great, just very helpful multi-site uh, extensions and plugins uh, I'd, I'd say more so than, than probably any other other company out there, because uh, that was kind of how the, how they started was with uh, with multi site. Um, so yeah, head on over, check them out. If anything, just check out some of their blogs and stuff. They have some really good articles. 
Yeah, they they actually to to Corey's point, they created a uh, it's probably the second largest multi-site network out there, second to wordpress.com. Uh they have edublogs or edublogs.com uh which are educational sites for students and teachers and stuff like that oh. to be able to create blogs and everything. And that's how they got started and so they were creating custom plugins for their own internal network and then they started selling those plugins and then WPMU Dev actually you know, that side of their business kind of skyrocketed and overtook, you know, their main, which originally was their main business. Um, and then they kind of, their focus originally was the multi-site and then they kind of gotten away from that. Um, they still have a lot of great, uh, multi-site plugins and resources and stuff, but now, um, you know, they have the caching, the security and all those types of plugins that are not specific to multi-site, although they do make them all multi-site compatible. Yeah. Yeah. And they're awesome plugins. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I, I guess we'll get wrapped up here. Uh, Leslie, do you want to tell uh, all the folks out there where they can listen to this awesome episode if they're not in front of their computer? Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Cat, Pocket Casts, CastBox, which is one I had never heard of before. Pocket um, CastBox. Uh, what else? Stitcher, <laughs> SoundCloud, <laughs> uh, Google Play. All, all right. Them. Awesome. I don't know. Uh, what I'm I, not on honestly. Yeah, I, I think I think I did get us on, um, because I, 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 I think there were issues with like Google Podcast app. So yeah, uh, it keeps telling us we have the wrong email address or something. Um, well, there, there's there's issues beyond that. I, I guess we'll oh. get into <laughs> podcasting up soon. So hopefully soon we'll we'll be on there. We we might be here in a week once it indexes, but okay. Um, so, um, all right. Yeah. So you can listen to us in all of those locations. Uh, also, we'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, you're always welcome to tune in at this time, which, uh, it starts. Oh, geez. What is that? Um, I'm central, 4 PM central, 2 PM Pacific, 5 Eastern. I'm sorry about the GMT guys. When it changes there, I don't know about it. So I just took it off the site <laughs> You all are on your yeah. own with London time. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any London people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, we, we encourage you to come, you know, listen in live. We have a great uh, group of people who are doing the live chat and kind of bantering back and forth and asking questions. Also, uh, we encourage you to head over uh, either to our uh, Facebook page and drop us a message with uh, feedback or show suggestions, or you can also head over to our website and do the same at divi.chat. So we'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, Leslie, do you have uh, next week's episode? Have we decided on that yet? or? I will tell you it's going to be episode number 124. It's going to be 124. Oh, podcasting. Yeah. Podcasting. Oh, video versus perfect. audio. Right. Yeah, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. All right. I must be psychic and knew that was coming up. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And until next week, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>